Welcome back, guys. Hope everyone is well. Now, today uh, I've got a student of mine with me today. His name James Cruther. Hi, everyone. Hello, James. How are you? I'm fantastic. Great. Now, how do you become? We're going to take him straight to to our project straight away, and um, he started with me on early two thousands until now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He finally got it, but I'll let him tell you exactly how he got it at the beginning. Uh, he wasn't get, he wasn't getting it, but now he finally got it. So um, I'm still trying to get it. He's he's <laughs> trying to get it. So, <laughs> like I said, I'll take him back to the beginning. So tell me a little bit about how did you meet me? Well, like a lot of people, I met you at the gym, <laughs> and uh, I I um didn't actually like you when I first met you, you know. Um, oh, okay. Oh, you know, don't know what okay. Come on. <laughs> um, so the first time I met you, um, yeah, you were a trainer at the gym and I was going with a friend of mine and he was my best friend and he was very curious because um, he saw you were different and I could see that too, but... Curiosity kills the cat. Yeah, <laughs> and he was asking questions about life and in general, and I got jealous. Here's that word again, jealous. <laughs> it's okay, go ahead. Um, I wasn't fully aware of it at the time. Um, I thought, oh, who's this lady talking to my friend? And I guess thoughts were going through my head, oh, she's taken my friend away, you know. <laughs> And oh, I don't like this lady, you know, she's taken my friend. But really, I had no reason not to like you. You were just answering his questions. He was just asking questions and that was it. And I came to realise, wait a sec, why don't I like this lady? There's nothing wrong with her. There's nothing she's doing. It's something wrong with me. It's like, oh, geez, I actually don't like myself. So, when I came to that realisation, I met up. How long took you before you become to that realisation? Oh, going back a while here. I think it was a few months. Okay. Yeah. And, and Andre asked me some questions as mm-hmm. well, like, you know. What sort of question like did he ask you? Oh, just, just logical questions, like, you know, why actually don't you like her? Like, you know, what has she done? Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I couldn't answer the question. So it made me look inward and go, okay, he's right. What has she done? Nothing, really. Okay, then what happened? And then through his questions, it made me all, geez, fuck, I don't really like myself. Oh, sorry for swearing, but <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> oh, this is called self-fucker anyway. So, yeah, I was, I was self-fucking myself. Mm-hmm. And so I know and then I came to you and well, we, we met up for coffee, I remember. And I told you, look, sorry, I don't know why I didn't like you, but it's because I don't like myself. And you said, I already know. Yeah. Of course you did, said something like that. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, I already know. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so, but then myself and and my friend, Andre, Mm -hmm. we went away for a couple of years. Um. We did our thing. You yep. went away with him, but he was with me every single week. Yeah. 
Oh, that's true. Sorry, yeah. you're right. You're yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. No, he was still he asking, was about asking it. me questions every single week. Yeah, he wouldn't let me relax. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And even though I liked you, I think I was still intimidated by you. You know, mm-hmm. I got over that. I was, and like a lot of people are, and it's nothing to do with you. It's to do with themselves, and mm-hmm. I was one of those people. Mm-hmm. And um, I think, I, actually, I remember. Okay. Andre was on the phone to you. I don't know if I ever talked about this with you, but um, mm-hmm. Andre was on the phone to you one day. This is, and I hadn't spoken to you for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And you wanted to talk to me and see how I was. And I remember I was trying to talk myself up. I was trying to make a, myself sound better than I was. You're trying to make excuse for yourself. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And and you even asked me, oh, am I talking to the same James here? But mm-hmm. really, I think you were just saying that, but I w- you knew I was putting up a front, trying mm-hmm. to make it sound like I was doing really well for myself, but I wasn't. Mm-hmm. I was still stuck in mediocrity. The old you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what makes you change? Oh, look, I was always searching for answers and I always I think part of me always knew there was more to what I'd been brought up with. Mm-hmm. You know. I guess I came from what's called well, best way to put it is middle class mediocrity. Okay. Where you know, people have their stories of coming from poor and doing really well, you know. But coming from mediocrity, it wasn't teaching me anything. It was just staying in my comfort zone. Can I take you right back? Yeah. Um, so before you met me, how does your world was working out? Well, I was brought up by my mum okay. pretty much. Um, my dad died when I was a baby. Okay. So I didn't really know him, don't really have any emotion towards that. So you don't have a father figure? No. Okay. No. So just brought up by my mum. I was born in Perth, moved here after he died when I was okay. about five or six months old. Okay. And, yeah. And what's your mum teaching you? Well, she's Filipino. Okay. So she would got nothing to do with the race, but what was she teaching yeah. you? Well, I was sort of saying that so her cultural mm-hmm. cultural guess, beliefs beliefs okay. she was teaching me that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I guess a typical mum always worried about me, always saying be careful, always you know mm-hmm. doing what she thought was best. Okay. But probably wasn't the best for me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now fast forward, what you were st- you were saying? Yeah. So, um, fast forward to meeting you. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So when I was, came to that realisation, okay, I think it started off with Henri inviting me to, to boot camp. To boot camp. <laughs> yeah. I remember you can't do even 10 push-ups. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I'd trained before that, but I'd stopped my training and I'd gone off and my fitness mm-hmm. was pretty bad. And 10 push-ups were very hard for Yes, you. and I remember you telling me off. And even though you told me off, and I, I didn't like it, but I knew I needed it. Mm-hmm. The emotion S- side of you. Yeah, the yeah. emotional side of me. And that, that was mm-hmm. probably one thing that um, my mum taught me mm-hmm. in, in, in a, say, a negative sense, that okay. um, letting my emotions overrule my life and control okay. me. So I guess I had a low emotional IQ, as they say. 
Okay. And, um, but boot camp, I guess, was the start of it. Training the body okay. was very important because. So hang on, why do you decide to come? You didn't um, like me, so why did you decide? To oh come? no, that's t- that time I I, yeah. I was no, I, I liked you at that stage, but I was still intimidated. But okay. uh, what else was I going to do? I thought you know things aren't going well with my life as I were, so let's just try something different. Okay, that that was it pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, and even then, I wasn't fully aware of what what was the training all about. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and what okay. you could teach me, and okay. and what it meant. To be honest, I thought, mm-hmm. okay, just train. I need to do something. Mm-hmm. Let's just start here. Okay, and um, you know that that training, and I still do it to this day. I don't know how mm-hmm. long I've been doing the training for with you. And like I, I said, since um early yeah early twenties, and, and I rarely miss a Saturday. I don't think I've missed. Oh, I barely missed one, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. So, and through that, you've taught me lots of different things. Uh, you know. So, when you decide to come to my mentoring sessions, well, as soon as I think you just started them, not long after I started training. Is that right? I can't no, remember. No, I already yeah. had it. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that well, I guess the training, the boot camp, opened my mind a bit more. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, she's got a lot of wisdom. She's got a lot to teach me because at the, at the same time of training my body, you were training my mind. And I thought, okay, let's go to these mentoring sessions. And even the mentoring sessions, I see that as a boot camp for my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when, um, before, when you come to that, those sessions, you still didn't get it? Not at the start, No. So how long did it take you to get it? <sighs> Probably around years. <laughs> years. Mm-hmm. And when I think back now to that, I think, oh, geez, I feel sorry for you having to put up with me. <laughs> with everyone. <laughs> with everyone. But, yeah. you know, it, it's the attachment to the past learnings and the emotional side is probably, is like the glue of that attachment. Mm-hmm. And I think just getting over that. So how did you get over it and start realising, hang on, this is not working for me? <sighs> it was all the little things. Okay, explain. Little habits, little things you taught us to do. And you always said, um, it's always about the little things, it's not the big thing. Mm-hmm. right? So, you know, you try the big things, but if you don't get the little things right, then the big things fail. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I'd try things, I'd fail. And so I thought the little things, I just started, let's do that. It's actually, I wouldn't say harder, but in a way it's harder because you can always default to your old self. Mm-hmm. So it's like a, a yo-yo, you mm-hmm. know, you go back, you know, you try the new thing, but then you go back to the old self. So it's just about trying to stop yo-yoing. Mm-hmm. In a way. So, what were you doing before you were meeting me? Um, I was working in a customer service admin role. Mm-hmm. It was okay, but I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't like being in an office. That's not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and on the side, I was volunteering mm-hmm. um, in disability. Okay. Um, to be honest, that wasn't something. I was initially passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just next door to where I lived, and I said, "Look, mm-hmm. I want to give back. I'll mm-hmm. spend some time doing that." 
but I think because I wasn't aware of myself or I'm still learning about myself until this day, but then I was so far disconnected from my true self that Mm -hmm. I think that's why I wasn't even passionate about that yet. Okay. Yeah, because I even started that before I met you, I think, Mm -hmm. but it's not, I never saw it as something that would be anywhere attached to my future. Okay, so after a few years with me, what happened? Well, more like four or five years. Yeah, yeah. well, as I sort of got to know myself and I actually started to like parts of myself. So what did you, how did you get to know yourself? Is it through all the sessions that I've been teaching or what? Yeah, all the sessions and putting the sessions into action and that was probably the hardest part. Well, it shouldn't have been the hardest part, but... To you was. To me it was, Mm -hmm. exactly. Um. And just little daily bits of action and discipline mm-hmm. um, and consistency and not – or attending the sessions as mm-hmm. much as possible. Well, every single session. No, There'll be parts of me some weeks I, I didn't want to go, but I'd just drag myself and do it anyway. Okay. And that's the emotional part. It's like, oh, no, I don't want to – talk about myself i don't i don't i don't want to face the truth yeah i don't want margarita to attack me i know you're not it's really realistically attacking me but that's what it feels like because all the questions i ask yeah exactly but i needed it all the wise yeah mm-hmm. yeah there's always a smaller part of me i guess mm-hmm. the wiser part of me just kept me mm-hmm. going and just pushed me to go you know so after four years or down the track and you're still doing the job you're doing yeah and then you're still volunteering yeah and what did I say to you about the volunteer inside? You said... Um, You're going to be working in full Going to be working, yeah. I said, mm-hmm. oh, okay. I don't think so. I don't know how that... No, I don't really see a future in that, but okay, mm-hmm. I'll just take that on board. So how long before you start working in it? Uh, I think it was a, a year or two, mm-hmm. I think. To have already told you in advance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought, no, actually, you know, I am... I really don't like working in office. I didn't like mm-hmm. my job. Mm-hmm. That's not for me. Okay. Um, nothing to do with them. It's totally to do with me. Mm-hmm. And that stuff is, yep, I'm going to start studying, getting the certificate done. So you worked in it? Yeah. And that once you and worked in it, what yeah. happens? I, didn't I say you're going to have your own business in it as well? And you said, no. I don't recall that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said, you're gonna, I'm going to have a business in it. And you did, looked at me weird? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... Lo and behold, the opportunity sort of came up where the whole disability sector presented that opportunity, you know, mm-hmm. with the way it's structured now. Mm-hmm. And, yep, now I've got a business in it. Uh, Hello. You know, I think a relatively successful business. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not the biggest going around, but that's not the point. It's about, mm-hmm. you know. So how you think now compared to when you first met me? Remember, this is on your 20s and you're going towards your 40s. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long road. So it's how do you think these days? It's thinking bigger. Um, mm-hmm. One of the biggest changes, I think, is always thinking how something can happen rather than thinking why it can't happen. Okay. And that's one thing you always need to drill into me and it mm-hmm. took, that's probably the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. I had to get over, mm-hmm. and even to this day, I still need this. You know, still parts of it, mm-hmm. but um, we can always make excuses. I still push you to the limit, right? Yeah, still put, and I still need it. <laughs> and okay. uh, you know, hopefully there'll be a day where 
you won't need to do that as much. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> but um, there's always a default, especially when you get growing up and, and, you know, you get taught this, that, you know, why you can't do this, why you can't do that. And all, you can come up with a m- million reasons why you can't do things. Can I take you back yeah. to your you and your mum? Yeah. I know you're... Wi- I'm racing ahead here, mm-hmm. but I want to take you back to you and your mum. How were you living to, f- oh. to have that frame of mind? I want to take you back on that side. Okay, so we're living in a house which was my grandfather's. He passed away when I was young as well. Mm-hmm. And I guess we were living in a – it was a nice house, but we didn't look after it. Can you explain why? What in what way you didn't look after it? Oh, look, it was dirty, it was old. Um, we kept things we didn't need. We basically hoarded things. Well, was it your side of hoarding, your mother's side of hoarding? It was hoarding? my mother's side. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what happened then? Well, um, you you came and visited and you said this is a squatter's place, which is a like a bit of a shock to my system. Mm-hmm. And you said you need to get rid of all this shit. Mm-hmm. Just get rid of it. And what did you do? And so I did it. Um, how did you do it? So I... How did you somehow confront your mum about it? Well, she didn't know about it. Okay. <laughs> so she went on a holiday mm-hmm. and look, this is the perfect opportunity to just get rid of everything. Mm-hmm. And in fact, um, I extended her holiday. Oh. Yeah. Okay. She, um, I said, mum, look, I'm going to pay extra whatever it is. Um, you're going to stay in... She was in, in the Philippines, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I said... Visiting her relatives? Yeah, because yeah, okay. I, I knew I needed about another two or three weeks. Mm-hmm. So, hey, mum, just stay there a bit longer. I'm going to... i just got some stuff to do. You know, you have fun there. And, yep, she fed fine. I didn't tell her anything because mm-hmm. I knew how she'd react. Mm-hmm. And then I got a skip bin, or more than one skip bin, a few skip bins. And um, I just chucked out everything. Mm-hmm. Um... And that was more, just the act of doing that was like a release for me. The act of just, even like I could have sold it, but no, I just wanted to chuck it and just, I got a sledgehammer, some of the furniture, I just crushed it, put it into the skip bin. Mm-hmm. And it, it was the, the mental release of all that rubbish was big for me because... It was even bigger when I told it to get rid of everything. Yeah, yeah, and and it was in, I, the, in the shock. I I needed help. Andre helped me. Mm-hmm. I know you told him, you know, don't let him attach to mm-hmm. anything, and that's mm-hmm. fine. I, I knew you told him that, and mm-hmm. that didn't bother me. So yeah. he needed to, you know, I'd, I'd find excuses with certain things. Oh, I might need this. Oh, mm-hmm. I might need that. And he's like, No, nah, mm-hmm. you don't need this. No, nah, you don't need that. Mm-hmm. Chuck it out. I'm like, Okay, okay, I'll do it. And I was there too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And so that was at the start of that whole process. And mm-hmm. then then I realised, oh, yeah, no, this is actually, I felt lighter and lighter. Okay. It was thing I chucked out. Mm-hmm. And um, that meant also then my mum got back. Mm-hmm. That was all out of there. There was no furniture in the place except for a bed. And we, we left her room alone just mm-hmm. you know, out of respect for her stuff. Mm-hmm. But everything else, not. Nah. And what, what was your reaction? My reaction? Her, her reaction. Sorry, her reaction. Well, she she cried. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, what have you done? Why have you done this? And I, mm-hmm. I told her the reasons. Mm-hmm. What was the re- your reason oh, to I, her? I told her, mum, we can't live like this. I said, mm-hmm. 
we can't hold on to all these material things we don't even need, which are old, have mm-hmm. no use, mm-hmm. just in case we might need it. That's mm-hmm. holding on to the past. Mm-hmm. And look, she didn't accept it straight away, but eventually she did. Okay. I think also part of her knew that was what we needed to do. Something had to change because what, how old was I? I kind of remember now. I think I was 30. You're so, going, yeah, you're going towards something. Yeah, yeah and she, you know, our, our relationship at that stage was also getting a bit toxic. We were too reliant on each other. Mm-hmm. Um, people talk about, you know, having neglectful parents. I mm-hmm. had the opposite. Mm-hmm. And you think, oh, that's nice. Some people might think that's nice. And some people, they might need that. But for me, it was smothering. Mm-hmm. She, she wasn't just smothering me, she was smothering me. And she didn't realise, you know, but she, you know, she had her reasons. She she okay. put all her energies into me. Fast forward a yeah. few years later, when I told you to divorce your mom, yeah, what did it, what happened? So, she, of course, was pushing back on that. She didn't want, like I told her, look, we need to just go our separate ways. I'm, mm-hmm. I need to be an adult. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't live with you forever. I can't look after you. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to have my own life. Um. There's lots of things I don't know and I need to be on my own to learn those things. Right. And so she, at first, yeah, she pushed back. As usual. Yep. And on purpose, I was trying to find a place within her budget. At that Mm -hmm. stage, I didn't know what was available for people, you know, with her on a pension. Mm -hmm. She was on a pension then. I didn't know what was available. So I just showed her something within her budget, right? Mm -hmm. There's a place in Kobeck. It was terrible. (laughs) Another hoarder place. Or oh, something. it was it was worse than where we lived. Okay, right? but I just did a viewing for her because mm-hmm. I said, "Look, this is within your budget. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what you can get. What do you think?" And she was like, "No, I don't want to live here." But mm-hmm. the whole point, I did that on purpose because okay. I wanted to tell her I was serious. This isn't just some phase. You want I'm going her to through. take action on her, yeah. on her behalf. And mm-hmm. and you know, this is you know. This was a big shock to her system when she saw that place. She didn't want to live there. Mm-hmm. And fair enough. Mm-hmm. So she actually then started finding options on her own. She contacted housing departments mm-hmm. and she ended up finding a place, a nice, a decent place actually, mm-hmm. um, you know, a bit further out, but that was fine. Mm-hmm. And that was actually good because it came a bit, had a bit more separation between her herself and myself. Mm-hmm. And then... She moved out and then I basically said, okay, well, I, I lived there on my own for a bit. And at first, I didn't know what to do with the place. You remember you wanted to borrow money and buy another house? Yep. And what did I say to you? You said, yes. Well, you said that you, I might as well sell it to you for cheap because mm-hmm. you said that's a terrible idea. Mm-hmm. You so told me. Happened? Well, you told me knock it down and build. Mm-hmm. So what happened? And so I started that process and... Um, Lo and behold. Now I've got two places there. Um, okay. And, you know, that's turned into a very good investment. Okay. Very good, you know, d- built two places. I don't live there. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's a, you know, worth some decent money now. Okay. So how are you with your business now? The business is good. Okay. Like... Um, well, you also told me, and, and this was also what I wanted from the business too. Like I started on my own mm-hmm. and working in it myself, mm-hmm. um, doing support work, which I love and I still love to this day. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, but I didn't want to always be sacrificing time for mm-hmm. money. And so how do you learn to let go of your past thinking? Well, all those things we talked about, so knocking, well, clearing out the house, not even knocking down the house, the whole process, it was like chipping away of my old thinking, doing mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, so once you have this aha moment to move forward? When I realised the emotional side of me, those mm-hmm. emotional attachments to whether it's material things or money, because um, one thing we didn't touch on or two, I was attached to money too mm-hmm. in terms of being cheap. Mm-hmm. And being tight. Being tight, I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Um, and When do you realise to let that go? After probably the millionth time you told me. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it, it was just about chipping away but also putting things into action. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I realised, wait a sec, things are happening for me now. Why is that? Guys, I uh, just want to tell you a touch about him. He used to be very tight. <laughs> I'm saying tight. Even the fish's asses, I'm <laughs> telling you, I think that's looser than what he used to be <laughs> compared to the man he changed into today. Sorry, go ahead. That's okay. Yeah, but I thought I'd bring that up too because, yeah, you, and you told me all about it and I still probably didn't get that at the start. But I think... Didn't I say to you, the more you hold the money, it won't come to you. Yeah. The more you let go, it yeah. comes to you abundance. Yes. And tenfold. Mm-hmm. That's what's happening now. So mm-hmm. money just flows in, it flows out. Mm-hmm. Money's just another energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um, go ahead. But again, it's just putting things into practice. Just like the training in boot camp, you know, you've got to put it into practice. Mm-hmm. And, and ev- ever since, so have you missed any of the sessions, the mentoring session at all? Barely any. There you I, go. I think out of everyone, I think I've attended the most. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. I think, or even at one stage, mm-hmm. um, I had to give up my Sunday client mm-hmm. just to attend mentoring. mentoring, and that would cost me more money than than mentoring itself mm-hmm. in terms of just money. But mm-hmm. in terms of what I get out from mentoring, it was mm-hmm. worth it because mm-hmm. I think if I put that money ahead, or you know, that work ahead of, you know. The mentoring sessions, I would have lost it all. Mm-hmm. You know, but you gain more than you. Absolutely, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think it was yep. five hundred dollars I usually earn. I gave mm-hmm. it to someone else so I could attend the mentoring sessions, mm-hmm. and that's no money now to me, as mm-hmm. in you know, um, what I got from that. Yeah. Okay. So when did you have that aha moment to start things to start changing? I have so many aha, aha moments. moments. Okay. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's. Mm-hmm. Like but when when exactly click in and say, I've got to have to do something? Well, since you've been attending the mentoring for so long, mm-hmm. when did it just go, oof? Because everything I've presented to you, you always have something to ha- have some kind of excuse. Ah, mm. uh, no, I think this, I think that. Mm. Every single time I introduce you to something. Yeah. When did you exactly you see the aha moment? I think it was about three years ago. Wow, that's a long <laughs> time. Three years ago from your, on your early, st- uh, early 20s, wow. Yep, go yeah. on. It takes so a long time. Yeah. Yep. Um, How did you get that aha moment? Oh, it just, it, 
just hit me like a bus thinking, oh, I need to let go of all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and just What was the first thing you let go? I think it was making excuses. Okay. Of why I can't do something and why something can't happen. Mm-hmm. What else? And the emotional side. What was the emotion so strong? Oh, it'd be anxiety, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it'd be... You still have them. I yeah. know you still have them. Yeah. But anyway, not as much, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, look, it's all this is still a work in progress. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's getting smaller, mm-hmm. you know, all this emotional attachment. Okay. And I think... Getting to a point where I just decided to let go of at least majority of it, mm-hmm. it opened up my mind to see what is possible mm-hmm. and what I can do and not be intimidated by doing something that, you know, I've never done before. Mm-hmm. And just giving it a go. And I still might have some emotion, mm-hmm. but I still, the big, yeah. Yeah, go on. Th- there's a bigger part of me that pushes me just to do it. And which, which part is that? Well, something you taught us is the Mr. or Mrs. or whatever you want to call it, the positive side and the negative side of my mm-hmm. brain. Mr. Negative and Mr. Positive. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So the Mr. Negative was ruling my world mm-hmm. at the start, mm-hmm. getting stronger and stronger the more I feed it. You know, the inner monologue of mm-hmm. why I can't do things. Mm-hmm. And Mr. Positive. Sitting back and sitting back, playing with his fingers. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then eventually just through the sessions and through just hanging around you pretty much, the Mr. Negative got weaker. Good. And Mr. Positive got stronger. Mm-hmm. And um, having that part of me. Because it's always like a, in a fight. They, they're always sort of fighting with each other, mm-hmm. right? It's like, you know, in the movies or the TV shows, they have the mm-hmm. devil on one side and the angel on one side talking to the, mm-hmm. you know. That's pretty much what it's like. But now you've got me on one side. Yeah. Constantly <laughs> say, why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if that, this negative comes up, you make sure that he shuts up. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and even I have to consciously shut that side up, mm-hmm. you know. And, and and that's what it's about. It's also, I started interrupting him. Okay. How do you do that? Oh, just in my head. Like if, if that, that thought comes into my head, the negative thought, I'd mm-hmm. just say, shut the fuck up. Good. And I'd say it out loud, not in my head. I'd say it out loud. Okay. Um, just so interrupt give, that. give yep. the audience example what was coming to your head and what were you doing and you're telling the Mr. Negative to shut up. Okay. So... Um, when I first decided to leave my work and start a mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. First what, was, thought, what was coming through your head? Oh, what if I can't find clients? Okay. Or what if I can't um, have enough income? Mm-hmm. You know, what if I fail? Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. Um, and I'd just tell that side, shut the fuck up. Just mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. And... Whatever happens will happen. Yeah, and when it came to me and the time to, was right to do it, I mm-hmm. came to you and I mm-hmm. said, look, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. What do you think? You said, yep, go and do it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. I'm like, oh, okay. 
<laughs> Shit, that was easy. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I thought, I don't know if you were going to tell me not to do it. Or I didn't know what to expect, to mm-hmm. be honest. But, um, yeah, so it was just interrupting that pattern of why or think of any, everything that can go wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, and then the positive side was just look, you'll find the clients, you'll, you know, there's lots of people around you who know you, who who will hire you, mm-hmm. and and I thought, well, worst case, what if I do fail? I just go back doing support work, which I like anyway. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, what's the worst case scenario? I just go back to doing support work so for another company. You're already yeah. thinking in in the future when you haven't even done it. Yeah. And what if? Yeah. That what if is the future. Yeah. You haven't even done it at yeah. the present moment. So that what if you told them to shut up? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And then I just did it. I gave them three months' notice mm-hmm. just to give them some time because I knew to find them. I was, you know, pretty much running the the program that disability program mm-hmm. that I was running. And um, yeah, they. And then I, in the meantime, I transitioned into um, finding my clients. And within that month, and before you know it, I was working in it. And yeah, look, there was some times during that period where. Mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot of work on, but mm-hmm. I found other things I needed to do mm-hmm. um, in terms of um, registering the business mm-hmm. as a disability provider, and that was a lot of work. But mm-hmm. um, that you know, not having the clients actually freed up my time to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, before you know it, I had heaps of clients. I was actually saying no to people. You know, had too much work on, and then I started. Because I thought, oh, I don't want all these these clients. Well, clients are asking me, oh, do you know anyone? Well, I thought mm-hmm. I do, and mm-hmm. then so I recruited some people mm-hmm. to work for me, mm-hmm. and I went from there. And now, the rest is history. Yeah, the rest is history. So, how's your mind now compared to when you first met me and when you first few years down the track? How's your mind right now? I think it's thinking bigger and. Than I used to. I used to be thinking small, mm-hmm. um, and it's not necessarily about thinking. Oh, I'm going to be rich. I'm going to do this and all this kind of stuff. It's all about thinking. It's the action behind your thinking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just without doing things without worrying about the outcome mm-hmm. and attaching to that that outcome, mm-hmm. and whatever happens happens. Exactly. And the outcome might not be what I expect, but mm-hmm. you just deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you learn to just be. Is it because you hang around me too much, or what's happening there? Yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I see that in you, you know, whatever the outcome is, you just deal with it. Yeah, yeah, it you might not be exactly what you wanted or expected, yeah, but whatever the it. outcome is meant to be, will happen. Yeah. See how your mind right now is it? You're just gonna now fuck it. I'm doing it. Or yep. there's still this reaction behind it? Oh, there's a small bit of reaction still. Okay, so what do you yeah. do with this small bit of reaction? Well, that's why I try and interrupt it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think, okay, what would Margarita do? Oh, so you use me <laughs> yeah. as a, the little angel yeah. on your shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. But look, I know eventually I need to stop using you and, and make it my own and make mm-hmm. it myself. But mm-hmm. it's again, it's about putting into practice mm-hmm. and making it a habit mm-hmm. where... That's not even an issue and that's what I want to work towards and that's probably the next stage for me. Okay. What's ahead for you now? Um, well, 
I've got the business to a point where I don't have to be too involved with it. Mm-hmm. I have to just do little things, but really mm-hmm. it's not that much. Mm-hmm. And I can concentrate on other things in my life where, mm-hmm. um, you know, the bigger picture. Okay. Um, What's your bigger picture? Well, I want to help people in disability and in poverty because they go hand in hand around the world. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people struggling with disability also struggling in mm-hmm. poverty, mm-hmm. unfortunately, just the way society is, especially mm-hmm. in in other countries mm-hmm. so that's what i want to do and that just it's not because i want to be a good person or anything like that it just feels right that's the only mm-hmm. thing um i don't know why and i don't care mm-hmm. why it just feels the right thing to do okay have yeah. you started anything on that yet well we've got to build the personal wealth first mm-hmm. so i've freed up some of my time mm-hmm. but what i've i've done a few trips overseas to cambodia mm-hmm. and I realize going over there, I need a good base. And and look, that mm-hmm. that's what we probably want to come back to, actually. Mm-hmm. You got rid of my shitty base. Mm-hmm. I got rid of a shitty base. Mm-hmm. I didn't really have a base. Mm-hmm. and Hollow base. A hollow base, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you've set up a solid base. Where what did I constantly tell you? Build your foundation yeah, strong. build the foundation strong. Mm-hmm. And because even if you fall, if you've got a strong foundations you can just build it back up again mm-hmm. so it, it doesn't matter so it gives me the confidence to try things mm-hmm. give things a go and not worry if it fails or if it doesn't mm-hmm. and so what i wanted and this is about thinking bigger too it's like mm-hmm. you know it's not just about helping so it would take you back to yeah. when you went to cambodia you went there to just to give your time yourself yeah 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 so you went there and then you came back and you told me all about it right yep and then what do I do with you? I send you back. <laughs> yeah, send me back and you came with me. Yep. Yeah. Because. And what happened? Uh, and again, you opened up my mind on, on how to help people. Yeah, I and raised three grand. Yeah, you raised yeah, $3,000. And we put some more money in ourselves. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And we had a little event and all this kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And yeah, we went over there. We met some people, made some connections mm-hmm. and... Um, also, I guess going over there with an open mind too, mm-hmm. on, um, I sort of was able to see what I was doing. Yeah. What you were doing. Because you don't go there and give them money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What did I do? Yeah. You actually went and bought the stuff that they need for them. Yes. Right. Yeah. Because you come to realize poverty is a mentality. It's not mm-hmm. just a lack of money. It's a mentality. Mm-hmm. And people, if you just give them money, they're just going to use that poor, poor mentality mm-hmm. and probably waste the money. Mm-hmm. So you got them what they needed. And also you don't know, if you just give the money, you don't know what people are going to use it for. Mm-hmm. You know, you give it to a charity, you don't know exactly where all the money is going most exactly. of the time. And even that way of thinking, it's thinking a bit different because everyone just gives money. Mm-hmm. Not knowing where it goes, just to feel good about themselves. Mm, because I want to know what was going on, how yeah. was it going on, how it's going to work. Yeah. So what do I do? I ask them to, well, to come with me and shop. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. also I think one thing I got, what I learned about myself from that trip and from mm-hmm. that experience is that mm-hmm. I was too trusting. Mm-hmm. I would... Um, uh, there were some people I connected with and, oh, look, they're, they're doing things like like I want to do. So, you know, oh, they must be a good person. They must be, you know, mm-hmm. 100% in this. And you sort of showed me, not 
these people th- are there for themselves. They're there for themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized, oh, geez, I'm I'm way too trusting. Mm-hmm. And and because to me, I'm like, if someone wants to do this kind of work, wh- why would they take money, or what? Why would they spend it on themselves, or why would they? Why wouldn't they do it? You know, with with purity. Mm-hmm. To me, but unfortunately, that's the reality of things. Mm-hmm. And you made me more aware of that. Mm-hmm. And so now, you know, I I, I ask questions. I I make sure. You know, I, I vet the person or whoever I want to connect with or doing that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't automatically trust them like I used to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think also approaching the whole issue of poverty over there, mm-hmm. it's it's not being done right. And there's a lot of people there with good intentions and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But as you said, they've got a hollow base. And, yeah, you can go over there with good intentions, but if you've got a hollow base, you're not really helping them. And you're not really helping yourself. Yeah, and not really helping yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's all about, you know, actually learning. Helping someone isn't just giving, giving mm-hmm. them things because you're not, they're not learning anything. From it. They're not teaching them anything. It's not mm-hmm. sustainable because mm-hmm. you could give them money and then when you leave, what are they going to do? They just go back to their old poor lifestyle poverty mm-hmm. you know is just gonna and it's been around for ages you know for forever pretty much mm-hmm. so it's all about thinking differently and you know we've it's got some education ideas. so we've got some yeah. ideas yeah yeah okay moving forward yeah but so, w- so where you are at the moment with your thinking well it's still building up that financial base i mm-hmm. think is the next step mm-hmm. before tackling Issues overseas or it could even be here. It doesn't have to be overseas. Mm-hmm. But it's all about still building on, on top of that you. base. It's yeah. about you yeah. yourself yeah. first. Yeah. So, was guys, if you're out there listening, it's about you first. Put yourself first. But being first doesn't mean being hoarder of everything in life. Being first is like I have to do for me first what I can do for me and to be strong and to be – Strong enough for yourself to can help others. So go ahead. Yeah. And I think one thing I realized too, because mm-hmm. some people never find their purpose or passion or anything like mm-hmm. that. And they might try all these different things, mm-hmm. right? And not be passionate and just think, oh, maybe I don't have one or maybe I don't have a purpose. Mm-hmm. But for me, even when I started in disability, you didn't have a purpose. I didn't have a yeah. I didn't have a passion for it. You didn't have a purpose either. Yeah, yeah. because I was still cluttered in my own mind. Mm-hmm. So even though it was literally next door to me, mm-hmm. I couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. And some someone came to me recently actually, and they said, you know, how did you find your passion? It wasn't about trying different things. I mean, that's a part of it, but it's more about clearing my own mind up. To be able to see my passion. Until you came to the mentoring and you start to see Yeah, it's like I had all these clouds in my Mm -hmm. head, you Mm -hmm. know, and it was about clearing those clouds and Mm -hmm. seeing the light. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know if anyone doesn't have a passion or feel like their purpose. It's not about finding it out externally. It's about internally Mm -hmm. clearing yourself up and getting to know yourself and liking yourself, Mm -hmm. you know. Even just liking parts of yourself doesn't have to be... 100%. Okay, we'll take back about liking yourself. Mm-hmm. 
um, let me take you one day in that mirror. Do you mm-hmm. remember the mirror? Yep. <laughs> I think I get all the students <laughs> into that mirror. And yep. It was a big mirror. And I put you in front of that mirror and I ask you, what do you like about yourself? What did you say in that mirror? Oh. And I said to, the, to you to talk to the mirror. Okay. Let's go there. To be honest, I can't even remember what I said I liked about myself. Yeah, I, yeah. I remember saying you what I didn't like. You were practically in tears. Yep, I, I broke down crying. Mm-hmm. Tell, tell the audience, why were you breaking down crying? Because I, I didn't like myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so deep. This, yeah, this is really confronting, guys, because I could almost student to stand in front of mirror, telling the mirror what they like about themselves. Yep. yep. And I had parts of me that I did not like mm-hmm. at all, th- mm-hmm. things I was doing. Mm-hmm. And I knew right then and there that I had to let it go. Mm-hmm. I, if I don't let this thing go, that was haunting me. Mm-hmm. Um, that I guess I was there was shame, there was depression, there was all these things deep, deep inside of me. Mm-hmm. And just looking in the mirror, confronting it, I broke down. Mm-hmm. But at that point, also I realized what I needed to it's do. It's a realization as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and um. And it was hard. So after that, I had to come out with it. Mm-hmm. It was so hard. Mm-hmm. Something I, I, I thought I'd take to my grave. Mm-hmm. But you confronted it with me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And oh, I, I thought the reaction was going to be bad. I thought I was going <laughs> to, I don't know, but it wasn't. See? You know, and there was no judgment on your part. I, I, I guess that was another thing I learned about you. Like, I know you, you said you don't judge and, mm-hmm. and, and you don't, but that's when I realised, oh, wow, she really does not judge. <laughs> and by letting it out, I let it go. Mm-hmm. And everything's a flow. Yeah, and, and I think also because of that, I was holding that within me. Mm-hmm. That's where the self-sabotage comes in, the self-punishment. I don't deserve this. I don't deserve that. Mm-hmm. I'm a bad person. Mm-hmm. And... All those types of thoughts, even when you're doing well, if, if that if, if I've got that deep down dark secret or dark side of me that, you know, feels ashamed or feels whatever, mm-hmm. it's it's going to sabotage any success, any wins that I have in life. Mm-hmm. Again, I had to clear that out. That, mm-hmm. that was like clearing out the house. That was like knocking down the house, but internally... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, it, talking about you know working on yourself, it, you got to do external stuff, but the the internal stuff most important. Oh, so much more important. <laughs> so, how do you um, feel? You feel free of your internal stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, letting go, but you got to do both. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's internal and external. Yeah, yeah. You can't just work on the internal without the external. Yeah, as well. yeah. And that's why mm-hmm. I continue to to train with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the only one going now <laughs> for different reasons, but mm-hmm. but you know I I never miss that. Mm-hmm. Even when I was working so much, mm-hmm. I was working two jobs at one stage, more than mm-hmm. full time. Mm-hmm. And I was working, I think I was doing fourteen hours on a Friday, mm-hmm. um, and then had to work eight eight or nine hours on the Saturday, and I was still coming early on Saturday morning and training, mm-hmm. and I'd be dead by Saturday night. Mm-hmm. But I did not want to miss those training sessions, and I. I guess uh, 
the old me would have said, no, nah, I can't do it. I'll be too And tired. also the old you used to lie to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's touch on that now. Let's touch on that. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the old him used to lie to me. Yeah. And, and he doesn't realise that I can see things. Yeah. Now, we'll take you back to the day that you went to Queensland. Oh, yeah. With a yeah. friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is interesting, guys. He goes to me, I'm going to Queensland. I said, okay, good. Anyway, you tell me. Oh, we're going to Queensland mm-hmm. to meet a a friend in, in quotation marks. Yep, a friend. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. And I, I didn't want to tell Margarita. About anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The real reason. The real reason why he went to Queensland. Yeah. But anyway, go yeah. on. It was a girl. <laughs> <laughs> but he never told me that. No. Until what happened? Oh. I brought him out in a group of mentoring. Yeah. Right in front of everyone. Yeah. And since that day, not only that's another lie, there's a few lies he did. Yeah, 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 yeah. So go ahead Let's and... Let's not go into all of them, all you want. <laughs> <laughs> but look... He yeah. was good at lying. That's yeah. the old him. He yeah. loves and, and lying to me. And I did that to cover myself up. Mm-hmm. And also, I think I also did that because I thought I'd be judged. <laughs> and I, But really, I was judging myself. Mm-hmm. Tell, um, tell the audience exactly what happened. Oh, there was one time, okay, so then... But do the Queensland first, you're okay. skipping now. Okay, okay, Do okay. the Queensland first. So the Queensland one, um, yeah, I was going there to for a girl. Mm-hmm. And, but that ended up falling through. I never ended up going there for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but he told me you're going there with a friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was going yeah. with a friend. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know why. And like I, I said, mm-hmm. Yeah, I could have just... That's all I said, yeah. mm-hmm. Look, I think back now and go, I could have just told it was a girl. Yeah. Margarita wouldn't have cared. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Or she would have just said, just be careful, don't get attached, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, other than that you wouldn't have given a shit. No, don't. Yeah. But, but because he lied to me, yeah. I decided to open him up in front of the whole group. Yeah. So what happened? Well, I felt a little, a little bit embarrassed, maybe more than a little bit. I felt ashamed. Over And when I think back now, like, for what? Oh, why uh, did I have to do that to her? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's also that I'm lying to myself. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we all do just to justify certain, certain things, to no. make rationalizations. Why? I'm just asking yeah. you a direct question. Why? Because why? it's covering up the ego. Mm, covering up the ego. We've got this, well, and I know this now, mm-hmm. not back then. But there's an ego. Yeah, I wasn't necessarily ego as in cocky, but there's an ego like a fake side self. of you. Yeah, yeah, a, a, a side of myself that I wanted to present to the world, but it wasn't really me. He wanted to present to me, but then I caught him out. Yeah, he forgot that I can see a lot of things. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. The next lie that <laughs> next lie the lie that I was helping you. So I asked. This is when I was um, in the process of trying to build that house or knock yep. down the house and that. I wanted to find some nice coloured bricks and I needed oh, Margarita's opinion because mm-hmm. I know she's got the eye for it and I don't. Mm-hmm. And um, so hey, let's go to um, this place. I forgot where it was. but I said to you, let's go to this place that I know. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yep, go ahead. And um, <laughs> you said, oh, yeah, follow me. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. And because Margarita is a, is a good driver <laughs> and I'm... 
a bit of a slow driver. Mm-hmm. So um, she went ahead and I totally lost her. And then I didn't know where I was going, so I had to pull over and look it up where it goes. So I, I got to the place about, um, <laughs> I don't know, 15 minutes later, and you cracked it at me going, where yeah. the hell have you been? And then what did you say? Time. I followed you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no, I was behind you. And yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's another lie. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think I took a wrong turn or something like that as mm-hmm. well. And again, when I think back now, what, why? Why did you lie? <laughs> why? And especially I was there helping you. Yeah, yeah, I know. And you was just lying yeah. to yourself. Yeah, yeah. And, and it was to cover up my ego, mm-hmm. my egotistical side, mm-hmm. the, the fake self. Um, mm-hmm. It's like defending something that doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. You know, um, mind you, guys, he's no longer lying to me. He's yeah. telling me straight now. Yeah. Before, like, he did so many lies just to cover up him. Yeah. He doesn't realize I can see beyond what he's telling me. Yeah. So, um, yeah, he doesn't lie anymore, thank God. <laughs> because these times he just, whatever I ask him, he just say it out. Yeah. Because he knows I don't judge him. I just laugh with him now. So yeah. It's no longer like before. Thank God I don't yeah. have to work so hard <laughs> now. But, uh, yeah, moving forward from here onwards, what happens now? Well, as I said, it's... I think that we touched on a bit the, the mm-hmm. ego side of me. Mm-hmm. We've all, well, not everyone, but most people have got one. Mm-hmm. Some people, it's their confident and cocky side, but deep inside, they're not. For mm-hmm. me, I, I've never been like that necessarily, but I still had the fake self that I wanted presented to the world, and I. And you I presented to the wrong person. Yeah, to the wrong person <laughs> who she popped it like a balloon, <laughs> and um, yeah, look, it's a it's a bit of a shock, but I think letting go of the ego is very important. I think because because I can see that beyond, and not only I can see beyond that you're lying to me, and I'll confront you and you don't know what else to say. Yeah. And you just sort of, no, you know what? It's no use me lying. She's so just going to see right through me. So you just drop that. Yeah. So just don't use that as a, the egotistic, it's, it's worthless. Yeah. So just be your pure you. Yeah. And, yeah. and I apply that to everything now. Not Good. just to you, but I, I don't lie to anyone. In fact, mm-hmm. sometimes I'm, I think, too truthful um, yeah. in terms of uh, I'm too transparent with certain things. Maybe some mm-hmm. things I need to sort of s- – don't need to tell everyone everything, mm-hmm. scale back a bit, but mm-hmm. I'd still rather do that than lie. Mm-hmm. I think Good. it's still better Be honest being up front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know I tend to over-explain things <laughs> and um, because I, d- I like to get everything out and I think mm-hmm. that's something I get from my mum. Mm-hmm. But still, um, I'd rather – be too truthful than totally lie to someone. Um, and probably one thing I still need to work on what is, it? is saying things that people want to hear. Why? Because um, that's that's effectively a lie, isn't so it? So why do you still oh, need to work on that and why you have to say things what people want to hear? Oh, it's, it's getting that sometimes I don't want to deal with the emotional reaction from them. From who? From them? It, yeah, whoever it is, for whatever mm-hmm. situation is. Sometimes it's a bit. It, I, I'm I, now. I'm only just realizing that I'm protecting their ego. Why? Why you need to do that? <sighs> whatever they're saying yeah. to you, you can fix right then and then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So why do you need to protect their ego? That's not your area. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, I think that's something I still need to work on. Good. And. Um, but I guess it's also about the delivery mm-hmm. and that's something you always talk about. Mm-hmm. 
So it's the power of your delivery. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think sometimes my delivery isn't the best, but that's something I'm still working on because it's it's almost like you're learning a new skill set, right? And you've just got to tweak how to use it. And even now, if I'm dealing with people and I'm writing emails, I'm very direct. And even I don't. I, I've even almost forgotten how to be nice. Not not nice. I what's I can't think of the word. But sometimes you you got to be can't be too direct. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the power of your delivery. Yeah, you can be direct in a way that is your how you deliver, how you word it. Yeah. Now, as you know, I'm a very direct person. How I direct to people in front of them, I say differently. Yeah. I say in a way that. More like a joke or playful way. Yeah, yeah. But that's my directness. Yeah. Okay, so when you're trying to be direct, but don't use a harsh word. Yeah. It comes down to the power of your delivery. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. And I think also it's... Because for you, that's part of your personality. That That's who you are, right? Yeah. For me, it's still something I'm learning. It's not exactly who I am yet. Okay, so who are you then? Okay, here we go. (laughs) (laughs) You're still finding yourself. I'm still finding it. Mm -hmm. I think I'm on the right path. Mm -hmm. I know that. And I don't know why. It's just sometimes it just feels right and and I'm just going with it for now. Mm -hmm. Um, And all those little things that are holding me back will hopefully go away. Well, they will go away. What was those little things that are holding you back? Um, there's still small bits of the emotional side of things. Mm-hmm. There's still small small bits of the self-doubt. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably my... I think sometimes I still need to know what I'm doing. Why? See, you should ask it yourself. Why mm. do you need to know? Yeah. Because, again, that's the future thinking. Yeah. Now, the future of you thinking is a wall. I want to know before I get there, but you don't need to. Yeah. The aim is just do. Yeah. Now, if you just do, everything will present itself. Yeah. So, let go of that thinking. Yeah. Just do. Yeah. What did I tell you all the time? Just take action and let go. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever comes into your mind, take action. Yeah. Don't have doubt. Yeah. If you have doubt, then everything's going to stop. Yeah. So don't have doubt. Okay. So f- moving forward, so where you know yourself from the <laughs> on your 20s, and now you're going towards your 40s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How weird I met him from his 20s, now going towards 40s. Still now he's learning because I'm trying to reverse how his family programmed him, it practically I'm taking 360 degrees around trying to reprogram his mind to be the best of himself. And yes, he's slowly working on it. But from a scale of 0 to 10, where are you? 5. That's fantastic. That's good. That's very good. Five, I can work with that. Okay. <laughs> I can work with that, not two or three. Please don't say me, tell me that, but that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. It's weird. If you'd told me my old self, my yep. younger self, 
that I'd be doing what I'm doing now, mm-hmm. I would have said I'm an eight. But mm-hmm. that 10, that ceiling mm-hmm. gets higher and higher because mm-hmm. I'm trying to think bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, I haven't scratched the surface mm-hmm. of what I really can do and want to mm-hmm. do. Guys, I just want to let you know that this student of mine right here talking to you right now on air, James, he's been constantly with me. So he learned a lot from me. He see what I do. Everything in action that I do, he sees and he copies it. Not like the others. The others, they come and they listen to it, they go away, they, whether they do or they don't. When they do come back and I ask them, oh, I haven't done it. And I always ask why. A lot of the time they can't give me that answer. But he's actually like my little brother now. <laughs> from someone who disliked me from the beginning, <laughs> now I can't let him, I can't get rid of him somehow. <laughs> well, it's gone to the point where I, I see your the phone ringing. I yeah. see your name come, oh, no, what does she want now? <laughs> oh, no, she's going to attack me. Oh, she's going to ask me what I'm doing with this. And now it's to the point where I'm calling you and yeah. you're like trying to Hang get on, me off the phone. She doesn't ring me. What's yeah, going on? Yeah, I'm calling you. So I'm like, what is it? I've done this and this. Okay, good on you. Just leave me alone. <laughs> so um, thank you for being here, James, today no to um, tell the audience about where you come from and where you are at. And uh, next time I get you in, hopefully yep. you're in a better place. Yeah. So today, thank you so much, so much for your taking your time to get here and also taking you from the <laughs> day that I met you to where you are today, which is fantastic. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. No worries. And hey, do you want to drop your uh, email? Yeah. yeah. You so can do it for <laughs> me. Yeah, I'm the IT guy. So he's, I, I he's my IT, by the <laughs> way, guys. <laughs> so, her email is inspired at selffuckery.com. So, I-N-S-P-I-R-E-D at selffuckery.com. Two Fs. So look, I have listened to other podcasts, so I know Darren spells it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, and if yeah. you got any questions, send send me an email, and I'll answer that for you. For now, say la vie. Bye. Thanks, Bye.